Hey everybody, this is Ian of the Talking Llama Podcast. This week I have Ahmad and David of the Authentic Dating Series podcast, Dating Advice for Men. And first time I've ever had two people at the same time in different locations interviewing on the show. So kind of a big milestone for me. And you know, the topic is very it's very different from what I usually talk about on here. Sure, we talk about podcasting and the different hosting platforms and some different ways to promote our podcast, but their topic of their podcast is really cool. It's about how to be, it's like dating advice for men, how to be a good man, authentic man. And, you know, you don't always have to be making the most money or provide the most things to someone to have value to someone in the dating world or your love life. So great episode with David and Ahmad, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Talking Llama podcast, the podcast for podcasters. Thanks for stopping by as we discuss all things podcasting, like gear and creative processes, even marketing and promoting your brand. If you're looking to grow, monetize, or even just start your podcast, you're in the right place. The Talking Llama podcast is here to help you tell your story to the world with confidence. Here's your host, Ian Roth. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Talking Llama podcast. My guests this morning, yes, guests with an S, that means I have more than one for the first time ever, which is awesome, are Ahmad and David from the Authentic Dating Series, Dating Advice for Men podcast. Gentlemen, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And so I've never had two guests at the same time, and I've never had anybody talk about dating or especially a dating podcast on my show. So I'd love if you could share with the listeners your story as to how you came to starting a podcast about that. Yeah, so we um, have been dating coaches on and off for maybe the last kind of uh, 10 years. And we saw probably about um, about two years ago, we were still getting people come to us advice, like old clients and so forth. And we we're seeing a lot of the dating advice for men was very much like tactical, very much do this, say this, do this, say this. But we'd kind of been through doing that and found that that wasn't actually yielding the results we wanted. It wasn't creating the relationships we wanted. We weren't meeting the sort of women we really wanted. So we decided to kind of jump back in and create the podcast and a coaching program where we helped men basically learn how to create community communicate from a place of their emotions, what they're feeling, but teach them that that is a, is a way to create deep connection and also speak openly and honestly and not having to feel like you need to pretend to be someone else or that you you need to say and earn a certain amount of money to be successful and actually just teaching them to be naturally attractive as they are. Those are great points. Emma, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I think the, the I mean, I think David covered most of it there. The only thing I'd, I'd say is for, for, for Dave and I, like we had a lot of information to share and um, I think podcasting was the obvious way forward. With, with, with We love talking uh, and we find it easy to express ourselves and so podcasting was a natural step. Did you find that you were getting asked the same questions over and over again and then kind of a way to get that information out there since people are seeking it was start a podcast? Would you say that kind of went through your mind? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it was, well, you know, there, there was a, I suppose the other thing as well, there was a volume of stuff that we wanted to share. So there were similar questions, but I suppose the answers weren't always so simple. And they weren't, it's not like you could just go and do like step A, B and C, and then all of a sudden, yeah, everything changes in your life. Like, at least that's not our experience with dating. And we, we've gone on a, on a long 
journey and uh, and so then podcasting became a way for us to really explore it in ourselves like how much do we know and what is there to share I, very early on it was like okay this is tough coming up with uh, topics for, for each episode but then after a while it was like this is very easy coming up with topics for the episode because things would just start flowing and new ideas each week would, would arise so you you were getting new ideas from interacting with your your customers or clients yeah yeah so we would like speak to men and also like through instagram like people as we as the podcast grew more and more people would contact us on instagram asking questions or would you know they'd be posing um issues that they're currently having like you know a very common one for men often is like oh i'm afraid of rejection for instance like i don't know what to do and we have you know we kind of in our head have a few exercises that we can go through with someone about how they can get past the rejection or advice we can give them for instance as well that's great. I mean, social media is such a great tool. And especially if you're a content creator, you don't need to like rack your brain so much and mm. try to come up with stuff on your own. Just listen to your listeners or the people who are following you on social media. That's great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know that's a lot of the solo episodes that I've done here on Talking Llama have just been from questions people ask me. And it's like, I try to spend all this time like overcomplicating it and come up with stuff that I think people want to hear. It's like, mm. just, just listen to people and they're going to tell you what they want to hear and just go from there. It's a hell, hell of a lot easier. Exactly. I am, I am interested. I was going to ask you if you've seen or what common things that you've seen. So lack of confidence is one that it sounds mm. like many men have. What would another, I don't know, what are some other popular things that you, popular, I guess, things that you help men overcome that you guys see? So one of one of the uh, interesting things we did was to interview uh, some of our some of our listeners, and there's about twenty to twenty two men uh, between the ages of twenty five to forty five that we interviewed. And I think one of the biggest things that was interesting, as as a, as opposed to a more specific problem that men were facing, was this idea that they had a like a concern, a fear of choosing the wrong woman or choosing the wrong partner in their life and what that would mean and and so then a challenge for them to overcome was to recognize that inherently when they're going out on dates when they're meeting people part of their mind was always on the back foot of oh god like i don't want to make i don't want to make a wrong choice I don't, and and not being able to actually move past that and and not realizing that psychologically this was obviously getting in the way of them creating relationships or developing intimacy in where they can be truly vulnerable with another person because they're kind of holding back they're waiting to to be 100 percent sure about their their choices which obviously it's not something you can be 100 percent sure of you have to you have to you have to let it be you have to in, in a relationship you have to uh give it time you have to have patience and and see what's coming up because i think the other thing that follows suit is often then guys would make a snap decision or like oh no this woman's not for me this no not interested and and then it's like but you're not really getting to see the person you're only really seeing uh the mask that that person has put on in the first place and in, in on the first date and it's only over consecutive dates and over time that people start to let go of the masks and reveal their true self so yeah this is i think that's one of one of the big things that stood out to us Oh, those are great things. I know personally the fear of failure, it sounds like that mm. kind of ties into this is something that I've had to overcome, not necessarily in dating, but in life. And I think it's a very present and relevant fear for a lot of us, whether it's in relationships, professional life or what have you. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something we see a lot for men is this this idea around failure, you know, and because it's something we talk about as well, we've done a few events, it's just purely around masculinity, for instance, because it's a big part, part of dating is how a man feels about himself in his, his masculine essence. And what we see is that as men, we kind of conditioned from the outside world into believing that our performance is our value in the world. Like if we create a nice house and we make lots of money, then we're of high value to people. And it's just kind of shifting a man's mindset um, is, is showing them that actually your value is in who you are, like your character, what you stand for, what you believe in, not for what you produce in the world. That's very true. There's a, there's a podcast that I listen to very regularly. It's called the Order of Man podcast. You guys ever mm -hmm. hear of that? No. So the host, Ryan Mickler, it talks all about, you know, kind of like what you just said, masculinity and how in order to, I think his motto is like protect, provide and preside. And that mm. very talks about a lot of man, masculine things. And really just like, just like you hit on, hit the nail on the head there, David, you don't have to find your worth in, in providing things like money and big houses. I mean, just be happy with who you are. You know, a lot yeah. of us, once we get all the money and things, we wish that we had fewer things because that all those things <laughs> we just need to spend more time taking care of and tending to. So it's a great point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Something that I felt is like you can amass, you know, it's something we've dealt with with clients is like men who have become very successful. They have, you know, all the things, their lives look great on the outside and you get talking to them and they're actually, they, they feel very sad about themselves and the, where they want to be and they lack purpose and direction because they've just kind of followed this way that they should be living instead of making the choice and what, how they really want to live themselves. That's a great point, David. And I want to, I could spend a whole conversation talking about manly things, but Let's go back. Let's shift back over to your podcast. How long have you guys been doing the podcast? So we've been going for about uh, about a year and a half now. We started in the right at the end of 2018. I think it was literally just either just before Christmas Day or just after Christmas Day. Okay, that's a long time. And your episode release schedule is how often? Uh, so we go every week at the moment. So we took a little break last summer that turned in kind of summer winter break. But we we put out an episode every week on a Wednesday. Okay, that's great. That's pretty consistent, especially doing that for a year and a half. Do you have any kind of best practices on how to stay on schedule, stay consistent? Do you do batch recording? What do you guys do? Uh, well, I think the the first thing is uh, commitment. <laughs> it's like actually committing to the to the podcast because that's one of the things we we realized very early on is it takes work. Uh, it does. It takes real work to to and time to create an episode. So to begin with, an episode could take us easily three hours. You know, just just getting together and discussing ideas and um, and then finalizing points before recording. Uh, and over time, we we got better at that. So I think that yeah, that's that was definitely one thing uh, was committing to it because over time, uh, and the reason why we took a break was because uh, initially we were recording pretty much weekly, which obviously took up quite a bit of time, was quite a bit of energy. But it was our commitment to just go for it and and make it happen and put it out there as opposed to try to be perfect or strategic too early on. And and I think that was really good for us because we ended up uh, our first season uh, was like 37 episodes, uh, nearly 40 episodes. And then we were like, oh, OK, I think we, we actually we, we got talking to um, another podcaster 
who lives in LA and she was planning to take a break. And then we were like, oh yeah, we could take a break. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> idea. So we took a break. <laughs> and now we've in second season, uh, what we've done is we, we, we have, uh, I think at least two or no, sorry, not two. We've got at least four or five episodes, uh, pre-recorded. And so we're not, um, what we've changed up this time is in this season is we're not recording and releasing per week. We're, we're, you know, giving ourselves a breather. We're recording a few podcasts and bunches and, and then we have the option to release what we want to release and when. That's good. How far out are, like, are you guys looking into the future with content? Because I've run into the, oh, I've fallen into the trap where I have too much stuff, too many finished episodes. And then by the time I release them, it's like two months later. And it's like, well, a lot of the stuff we talked about may or may not still be relevant. So how do you guys do that? Yeah, so we've um, we kind of come across a bit of this problem during the the obvious like lockdown and the world situation where, uh, for example, uh, we've got an episode that we recorded with a with like a kind of tantric woman and talking about what met what what women want from sex and intimacy, and we probably recorded that episode. Um, it was like a Saturday, and we planned to put it out that following week and then the lockdown struck across the world and we're like well maybe that's not a great episode for for men who are trying to date and we'll keep that one for for a later date and um yeah generally we try and have like four um kind of in in front of us so it means that we usually could record them up to like a month or two but because the topics are very particular around like a particular part of dating um they can be quite timeless actually that's good. And that's part of the reason why for my podcast, I don't I don't deal in current events because it, just like you guys mm. said, if they're timeless, you can kind of release them whenever it works and whenever you know you, you want to, as opposed to having to release on a tight schedule because things change in the world. Exactly. All right. As far as podcast hosting goes, I think you guys use Lisbon. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah we use LipSync. And how, uh, how do you guys like that? Have you tried any other ones? And you know, if you haven't, what do you think about uh, that one? Um, we haven't actually tried any other ones. We just kind of found you know, some recommendations that it was a good uh, hosting provider and it's been pretty simple to use. Like you just, just upload stuff and it, it, you, know, you upload the episode, you put the details in. Um, yeah, and they've been improving the platform as well. Like some of the ways in which you can use like show notes, for instance, it used to be a little bit clunky, whereas now they've added like the option and ability to put in like links and so forth. So yeah, we're quite happy with it. Okay, that's good. I know, I think they're one of the big, probably three or four host platforms mm. in the game and I haven't used them. I know a lot of people who do use Lipson and, and love it, say it's the best thing ever. I started with Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout's very good for beginning, and then I switched to Captivate a couple months ago. So trying around, but uh, definitely I know a lot of people who love Libsyn. Yeah, how, how are you finding the switch? It's pretty good. You know, I actually outgrew Buzzsprout because you can only upload, I think, three hours per month on like their, their paid plan. And I was doing uh, so much batch recording that I would have like all this content finished and I couldn't upload it anywhere and schedule it that far out because I would uh, exceed my hourly upload, my monthly hourly upload capacity. So I would have all these finished episodes all over my computer and just mm -hmm. got confusing. But Buzzsprout was super easy to use. Captivate has unlimited upload time. They just kind of cap mm -hmm. you on the total number of downloads listeners can can pull from you which is like 20 or thirty thousand a month which is like i'm nowhere even close to that so kind yeah. of low, low risk for me to assume going that route since i'm not there growth wise yet hell if i ever got there 
probably be famous. So I, I don't think I'll, I got a while. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, right. But what I do like about Captivate, I'm not sure if Libsyn does this, it will give you one link to use to share your podcast. So like if I give you a link for Talking Llama, it'll take you to this kind of website and then we'll show buttons for Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, all those other things. And then depending what platform you use to listen, you just click on the one that works for you and it takes you right to the page on that platform, which which is pretty cool because people use all those different ones to listen to podcasts. So you don't have to have a single link for each one. You just have one link. Mm, that's a great feature. No, Libsyn doesn't, doesn't do that. That's an awesome link. That's an awesome feature because like it's something that we've seen. It's like you said, some people use Spotify, some people use Apple Mitch, uh, Apple Podcasts, some people use Stitcher, whatever. And it's like if you just send people one link, it's so easy instead of like passing people three, hoping that it's probably one of them or they'll have to like search for it themselves. Mm-hmm. We need that feature. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I've heard I've heard Libsyn is super customer focused. So if you shoot them a note or something, I if they're not already working on it, I wouldn't be surprised if they would listen to you and they would consider that. Yeah. Yeah, we have to do that actually. Cool. But uh, I mean there there's been a couple of things for Captivate where I said, Well, did you think of doing this? And then they're like, Oh, we're actually working on that. Look look for it in the next update. And like sure enough, you know, something similar comes out. It's like, oh great, you know, cool. It seems like all these That's hosting great. platforms are pretty user friendly and want to make the podcasting experience as easy as possible for us yeah yeah we found it's really good and i think also like you know podcasting is really growing as well as a as a way to consume information and knowledge yeah it definitely is i mean i find myself listening to music less frequently because i listen mm-hmm. to the same trashy 2005 pop punk songs that i listened to in high school so i'm like <laughs> you know what maybe i can put some knowledge in my brain instead of listening to like blink 182 from high school mm. and you know uh, I, I think a lot of other people are doing that too and uh you know spotify is yeah. just awesome and it's like i can go down a podcasting kind of black hole where I listen to something and recommends other ones. And then before I know it, I'm just like, it's like two hours later and like, Oh shit, I just consumed like four hours of, you know, all this podcast, (laughs) which is pretty cool. Uh, Do you guys know which, which platform your listeners use most of the time for consuming your podcast? Uh, Be iTunes, uh, Apple. Uh, Okay. Would definitely be the highest. I think, believe it or not, most of my listeners use Spotify. So it's just kind of, yeah. Oh, interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Does does Lipson give you a decent amount of kind of statistics or detailed statistics that fit what you guys are looking for? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I'd say they're pretty strong, right? Like they, the thing about Lipson as well is like the, the sense I get of it for me and Dave is like we 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 chose it and and it has so many like features that you know we could keep on digging into it, but on a basic level, it really, we haven't had to worry about it, you know, like anything that we need, they seem to offer. Um, but yeah, there's quite an extensive, uh, like stats and figures of where people are listening, where from, and we can plug it into, so we can see like Spotify individually, uh, compared to the other stats. Um, so, so yeah, for, for us, for example, like Spotify is not really, is not really a big player at the moment. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'm just looking at my latest ones. Yeah, Spotify, believe it or not. I guess, I don't know, people are ditching the uh, the Apple Kool-Aid and aren't drinking it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I know that, you know, with um, Spotify taking on Joe Rogan, for instance, that's like a really big play oh, in, yeah. the, in the podcasting kind of movement, isn't it, to, to, to bring him on exclusively. Um, so I think they're making mm-hmm. a big 
I know that Spotify, I've, I've known people who've worked there actually over the last few years in London and they're saying they're making a big play to be like the place you go to listen to stuff. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've noticed actually they, the, uh, only the other day did I notice they have, um, the two big headings, you've got music and now you've got uh, podcasts on top. So you can switch between the two. That's so a good point. It's definitely a big move. Yeah. It's a, where do, where do you promote your podcast then? Because I, I, I think that's an interesting one. I, it's interesting to hear that Spotify is your, your main place. Cause when we started and as far as we, we were aware, like, um, yeah, Apple was like the main place that had the lion's share of the podcasting market. So if your podcast is out, then majority of people listening or the majority of the world listening, were listening through Apple. Yeah, I actually use, believe it or not, mostly LinkedIn as where I promote my podcast. Yes, yeah, so ah. kind of different. I don't have a Facebook because I think Facebook and the Zuckerberg empire is the devil. So I'm not going to go down there and do that. So <laughs> LinkedIn, which I get a lot of great interaction, okay. kind of positive professional interaction instead of that Facebook BS scum that, you know, you just yeah. always hear and see about. Um, so that oh. one, I do Twitter also. And then I just started kind of doing Instagram a little hot and heavier than I have in the past. And I've seen better engagement on that one through whether it's stories or just a traditional post. What about you guys? What's working for you? I think mainly, well, so we promote mainly through Instagram. Uh, we don't mind Facebook, but they don't like us. <laughs> so so we've, we've had endless problems. Like we, with, um, we created a, a fan page on on facebook and i don't know what happened but someone complained about something and and ever since then anytime we've tried to create another one uh we automatically get get uh, banned and and so there's just no joy for creating anything on facebook um so so yeah for us majority is is through instagram and and obviously whatever people are catching on apple itself um but yeah we do most of our work on instagram and linkedin isn't one we we have spoken about it, but it's not one we've actively engaged in. But that would be an interesting one, <laughs> teaching business, teaching uh, the professionals, not business, but teaching professionals about relationships. Seriously, I think you guys would have a natural fit in there. Do either of you actively use LinkedIn? Yeah, I do. Like for, um, I have a I have a second job as well, and I do, and I've been on LinkedIn for. I, don't know, I feel like I've been on there from the beginning. You know, um, I've seen it really evolve as a platform, and there's a few other coaches that we speak to, and um, they do more around kind of like life coaching, and they found that LinkedIn is a really good platform for them in terms of. You know, I know LinkedIn mm. is still quite good at allowing kind of organic growth, whereas I think what's obvious with Facebook is they just want you to pay for any sort of advertising or to be seen, mm. and Instagram has slowly kind of moved that way in the last few years as well. Yeah, I was off of LinkedIn for a while because it kind of was in that funky zone where it didn't know what it wanted to be. And now, like you said, it's evolved so much and it is like a good social media professional gathering platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like LinkedIn is good like that. It's all it's all very professional. And like I know my partner, she's she's recently kind of created a profile and been in and looking for and kind of engaging with people, she she runs a matchmaking agency. So she, she's found that actually quite a few people have come to her through LinkedIn. So I think it's a really good place for people to to use as as like a, a place to actually engage with, like you said, engaging with people who are professional. And like, I don't know if it's the right thing to say, but like they're actually, they mean business when they want to do something, you know? It's like one of the things we see a lot yeah. with, with Instagram is, you know, you kind of get guys come and go, oh, hi, like I've, 
a very specific issue around, oh, I've got this issue around this one girl. And you're like, well, it's not about this one girl. Whereas I, I see from the people she engaged on LinkedIn, it's like people are like, yeah, there's this, you know, I want to form great relationships. I have these patterns that I want to stop doing and she'll, she'll coach them through that. That's great. Yeah. I mean, LinkedIn, everybody, the people I connect with anyway are super supportive and, you know, it's just a great, great overall platform. I think, I think it's great. If you hear screaming in the background, my kids are deciding to have, uh, <laughs> let's go crazy. <laughs> three kids, five, four, and That's three. So they're just, oh, they're nuts. Wow. oh wow. Nuts, nuts, nuts. wow. Congrats, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. From both, from yes. you and from them. And they and they wake up so early. Like we st they stayed up with us until like ten last night, which is late for us mm. to stay up. So you'd think that they would sleep in, you know, a little bit, right? Nope, up at five thirty. You know, just love no, it. They don't need sleep. No, nope, no sleep. <laughs> but then they're going to be crabby all day because they're tired, and then you know all the drama that comes with that. There's a there's a quote that I love, which is that uh, youth is wasted on yeah, children. Yeah, it's wasted on the young. Absolutely. <laughs> if I that. had that kind of energy with the <laughs> yeah. focus that I have now, I would be unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there must be someone who's like trying to perfect bottling up that sort of energy from children and selling it. You know? Yeah, I, I would drink that. Uh, it's it's, it's theory, called yeah. caffeine, but that only my tolerance for that is only gotten so you know. Oh, I need to start yeah. chewing on coffee yeah. grounds, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit off topic, but I, I find after a certain point with caffeine, it's like there's a, there's a tipping point, and then it's like, okay, now I can't right. focus at all. It's now my yeah, mind it's just, is just white. Like, my just face like... is buzzing. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, so what, what's next for you guys? You guys have been doing this for a year and a half, which is phenomenal. I mean, that's like that's a long time to be doing anything, especially something as meticulous as podcasting. So, what are some goals you guys have coming up for? The next step in your podcasting journey um i think it's just you know growing the podcast um and getting out to more men and women because i think our, our real ultimate goal is to you know be said it's just like allowing men to create the relationships they really want and i think that it's very easy for people to always go for what's the quick fix and we always get a beautiful reception from the men and women that listen. It's just a case of like spreading that and we just we just really we just want people to actually be living great lives and great relationships where they can. Um, and I guess the the second thing on my mind at the moment is, is our coaching is just expanding the coaching program because we're having some really great results with the, the guys that we're taking in, you know, they're coming in, they're just like, you know, shy, struggling for conversation or struggling to kind of express themselves sexually or have the sort of sex they like. And then they, they leave us after three months and they're just like change men, you know, it's, it's really amazing to see that. Yeah. That's great. And it, uh, what are you finding that like, are, do you have a, a certain, I guess, goal percentage goal of who you want listening to your podcast coming to be clients of yours? Like, you know, we're looking to increase our, our coaching by 10% through the podcast, anything like that. I'm just kind of shooting from the hip. Mm. Uh, no, <laughs> no, we don't, we don't have a, we don't, what the thing about us is when we created the podcast, it was really about sharing our information and, and seeing where it takes us. And then, uh, you know, maybe somewhere like seven months into it, um, David started thinking, okay, actually he'd like to get back into coaching and he started coaching, um, some of the guys that were coming through and then, um, 
And then I was like, yeah, this, this actually seems like something, you know, that we could, we could do. And then we created a program where both of us coach, which is interesting, uh, an interesting dynamic because um, we didn't really go into it on this, on this podcast here, but um, David comes from one end of the spectrum when it comes to dating and I'm on the uh, more shyer end of the spectrum. And, uh, and so then we have a lot to offer in terms of our story and our progression. And, and so where we're at now is really um, like, we, we've taken a decision to go from singular coaching to try and do some group coaching and um, and seeing how that benefits men. So we're going through like the, what it takes to create a course. And so I suppose at some point later in, later in the, later in our development, you know, maybe in like six months time, we'll, we'll look at more metric based stuff. But at the moment we're literally piecing together communication courses and, and developing our, our one-to-one coaching into a group coaching uh, structure because we're, we're finding that actually, um, Men really enjoy it when they are taking part in something and they can be involved with other men who are on the same journey and they can share in that journey and they can reflect on each other's progression or pitfalls and there's more camaraderie in that. So, so yeah, not so much on the metrics right now, but, uh, but definitely for, for, for sure later. Oh, those are, those are great uh, goals. And I mean, not all goals have to be metric focused. I think, I think that's a great way to mm. go. I think, I think you guys will see a lot of success if you're able to to do that effectively and i love what you guys are doing because today's society is almost makes you feel guilty to be a man you know whether mm, you're black yeah. white hispanic middle east or wherever you're from and it's you know there's all this yeah. you know kind of shunning of masculinity so i love what you guys are doing i think is very important and as men we need to feel good about ourselves and you know like you go with into dating how can you be there for someone else romantically, intimately, if you're not, if you don't believe in yourself and you're not there for yourself first. So I think, I think that's, I love what you guys are doing. It's great. Yeah, exactly that. It's, it's really interesting because, you know, this, we, we could really get into this topic as men. It's like, you know, some, I, I grew up in a single parent family with my mother, so I had no male role model. So I didn't know really how to be a man. So I had to go through that journey and it, it's all kind of stuff we wrap up in our, our coaching program because, you know, there's nothing wrong with masculinity. There's there's nothing intrinsically wrong with it. I know there's a lot around toxic masculinity and so forth now, but it's like when you learn to be in a healthy masculine kind of state within you, your life will just come together in a beautiful way. And the women that you meet will also be deeply attracted to you because of that. That's a great point. And uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Be confident in yourself and nothing wrong with masculinity. I love how you, how you, wrap that up there. Well, that hits all the questions that I wanted to ask you guys. It's been a privilege and an honor having you on the show without a kid screaming in the background. I had to say it again. <laughs> and uh, where can where can listeners go to check out what you're doing and start listening to your podcast? So our, our website is uh, Um And so there you can find links to our blog, podcast and any sort of information of any news that we're doing and if you want to connect with us on instagram it's at authentic dating series uh yes and we're very very active on instagram we, we post pretty much daily now uh we're answering questions asking questions and um yeah we've got some really fun fun content great well i'll be sure to link those links in the show notes guys it has been awesome having you on the show and you know, I hope I look forward to keeping in touch with you guys in the future. Great. Thank you, Ian.